The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here it is, your pregame show against the Tennessee Titans. Thank you for listening to Jamie D and Big Newt. We're thrilled to have you, and we're thrilled to be previewing the Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee Titans game if if it ends up being played, which as of this recording, which is Sunday, we think the game is going to be pulled off on Tuesday, even though there was a positive test on the Titans coaching staff today. Big Newt. This week has been a mess. What do you think? Hey, man, we're doing this on the fly, but that's the times that we're living in right now. You know, my son had practice, so FBU, Richmond, travel football team, 11U, they're upset because their D-line coach isn't here. But, hey, you called me this morning, and you said, hey, Newt, we got to record. So I was like, hey, coach, I can't be there. I got to record my podcast. So it might be some 10 and 11-year-olds that might be throwing sticks at your uh, house, man. So. Well, you know what? This just shows your level of commitment to this podcast, and I hope all the listeners out there understand how much you sacrifice, you bleed, JBD and Big Newt and the Buffalo Bills. We all got to sacrifice, man. That's the times that we're in right now, buddy. (laughs) I don't know, man. I like my comforts. I'm not willing to give up too much. Although I wear a mask everywhere I go, and I don't go very many places. Yeah, and I, I, once again, I don't do too much. I just go to football practice and my daughter trains and I always wear a mask. We don't really eat. We're not an eat out type of family anyway. My my wife's half Italian, so she loves to cook. I mean, like every meal, you know, go from breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So we're not a big eat out type of family anyway. So we're mostly here and uh, we just do sports and activities. Now, my grandparents on my father's side, they were Italian immigrants. And going over to my grandmother's house when I was growing up, it always smelled like this amazing combination of garlic and basil. Mm. And when I smell those two things together, I immediately think of Grandma D'Amico. Yeah. Does your does your kitchen ever start smelling like that? Is that something that your wife is bringing to the table? Oh, I went up you, man. My, my wife had her own little garden outside. Um, wherever we live, and even when we had townhouses, apartments, she'll always get a little box and grow her own basil, tomatoes, red peppers. Like she gets a kick out of that stuff. So yes, I I understand exactly where you're coming from. One more question: Can I come over for dinner? 
anytime, man. It's always an open invitation for you, man. Come on. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always. So we've got some football to talk about because, man, has this week been a mess due to the Tennessee Titans. We're talking about 10 of their players on the reserve COVID list and another 14 people within the organization have tested positive. They broke protocols, which is incredibly irresponsible of them. It's a contact sport, so you're going to be transmitting it to people if you have the COVID virus. It's just highly contagious because we have no immunity to it. And here we are trying to get the game played because the players don't get paychecks if the games get canceled. The NFLPA desperately wants the season to go on because they explained that if the NFL season isn't completed, it's going to cost the players in excess of $3 billion. And we know, follow the Benjamins, and that's how decisions are going to be made. But here we have a game that was supposed to be played on Sunday. It's going to be played on Tuesday. It's causing the Bills' next game against the Chiefs to be pushed back from Thursday to Monday. This is a mess, dude. How are you feeling emotionally about the whole thing? Because I know some people are really upset about this. Monday at 5 o'clock. So 5 o'clock? 5 o'clock p.m. is the time. So all you all that work the 9 to 5s, man, you better tell your boss you got to scurry home. And get your LaBeth Blue and get your wings and, and get home quick, man, because it's going to be an early kickoff. So um, if you ask me how I feel, I mean, this is a, when you text me this morning and you like, Big Newt, we got to record. I was just like, man, we got to wait and see how this is going to come down the pipe. Because it feels like every morning, especially this weekend, I was checking Twitter at about 8 or 9 o'clock to see what the positive and negative test is going to be coming out of Tennessee. And I know a lot of this week, and if you listen to the morning shows or uh, WGR, they were talking about, you know, fans calling in, should we play this game? Should we not play this game? Uh, do you think we should forfeit? We should get a forfeit if they forfeit, or should we even play and not and, and risk our guys? So it's a lot to unpack. So if you ask me how I feel about it, being in the competitor I am, you would think that I would say, no, we need to play. And a lot of fans said, I don't care. I want to see Buffalo play on Tuesday, even if we lose. Well, I find myself going the opposite way. I feel like the Tennessee Titans, because they were negligent then they need to forfeit the game. We get the win, and we move on to the Kansas City Chiefs game. Even when they closed down their facilities, they were caught practicing at some high school field, and it was confirmed by the headmaster that it was indeed the Tennessee Titans. So even once you got in trouble, all right, you closed the facility, they told you you messed up because you broke protocols because people who work there are saying that they're not wearing masks and all that. And, I, and once again, I know the listeners out here in the world, some of you all might feel that way. Some of you all might feel like, hey, COVID ain't a big deal. Hey, I don't need to wear a mask. You're not going to tell me to wear a mask. Hey, and that's your prerogative. This is America. That's what makes America great. All right. But once they messed up, rules is rules. And the people who pay you, they make the rules. So most of us have jobs. You have to follow the protocols of what your boss tell you or you won't make your money or you won't have that uh, job, right? So even after that, once they got in trouble, they got caught at a high school field practicing. Now, that's a double whammy. 
So I feel like now they're scheduled to play the game on Tuesday night. That's going to be their punishment. They haven't gotten to practice since last Tuesday. So they haven't practiced in almost two weeks. So that's their punishment to go out and play the Buffalo Bills on a Tuesday night. And, you know, getting together on the practice field, I know some people are saying, well, it shows their dedication and it shows how bad they want to perform. But here's the thing. What they were told is not only did their facility had a shutdown, but they were also instructed specifically to not meet up with anybody from the organization. So that was covered in the mandate from the league. And I think I'm with you. I would almost prefer that this game didn't get played because I'm looking at the long game. Sure, I I enjoy having my football. I certainly would enjoy playing the Tennessee Titans when they are 10 players down. I mean, that's certainly a benefit to the Buffalo Bills. However, it's about the long game. If the season needs to take 20 weeks instead of 17, that's fine by me. Give you know, give teams multiple bye weeks if necessary, but you know, don't don't be rigid about your schedule because here's the thing. These are football stadiums. There are no rock concerts going on right now, and that's kind of the only other thing that you would have at a stadium outside of maybe a political rally, and those aren't really happening right now anyway. So, you know what? The stadiums are going to be available for you in February just like they are in December, so use them if you have to. I totally agree with you, man. And it's just, a, I mean, because the NFL has to make their money. So I agree with you. If it was up to Big New, I would say we would have cut the season down from 16 games to eight or nine games, kind of like what college football doing with their conference-only schedule. I would have cut it down, and then that would have gave you more wiggle room, okay, over 16 weeks or 17 weeks to play eight or nine games. So if you have a breakout then you have time to recover and you can field a, a competitive team. I, and I know a lot of people hate the uh, Patriots, and I get it, but I actually felt sorry for them against uh, the Chiefs. I mean, I don't mind them losing, but I could just imagine, once again, I have empathy because if Josh Allen catch COVID, I don't want us to go out there and play. Let's be honest. I don't right. want to see Matt Barkley out there, and I think that's totally unfair. So all my friends that are Patriots fans, okay, that is from that area, they like, well, why do we got to play the Chiefs without our quarterback like that ain't fair especially when you move the Pittsburgh the uh Pittsburgh game so they feel like they're getting this sock to and that's not fair so you want to make it as fair as possible and I think to make it fair you should have cut down from 16 games to eight games to allow for uh two weeks of quarantine if you catch it but we know the NFL is all about that dollar and they're not going to do that even if and we've seen that with the preseason games they send these guys out there and that's why you see so many injuries that's why you see a lot of points the defenses aren't ready so but they don't care about that they want their money so and I, and I can't get mad at them it's, I mean they tell us hey this is a business so when the New Jersey Red Dolls cut Chris Newton they was like hey it ain't nothing personal we like you but this is a business and they sent me on my way Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's what it's about. What is that from? Dollar dollar bills. Uh, is it Wu Tang Clan? Is that old dirty bastard? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for setting me straight there. No problem, man. <laughs> I'm not a big Wu Tang fan, but I do I do remember that line. So yes. So we do have a game to preview here. 
And this is a matchup that has worried me from the time the schedule came out because Tennessee, with that strong running game, they are coming into this game against the Bills undefeated at 3-0. and They've played one fewer games than the Buffalo Bills have. And you look no farther than that Tennessee offense, which is efficient and runs the ball well. Dude, I am concerned about this. Just from general standpoint, without doing a deep dive quite yet, how are you feeling about the potential of going against the Titans? I mean, obviously I'm worried about losing. I feel like, once again, it's more about us than them. They, I feel like they have a, a hand tied behind their back because, once again, they haven't been in their facilities in a long time. But if you look at the stats, I mean, they're, they're kind of, it's kind of like the uh, Raiders game. They're kind of comparable to us. Um, as far as offensive defensively, uh, I've always been a Tannehill fan. I have friends, and you you might saw uh, Miami Dolphins fans was hitting me up on Twitter talking bad about me when I say, got on the podcast and said we're going to punch them in the mouth, which we did. Yeah, it did. But I always tell them they hated Tannehill. I was like, man, Tannehill threw for four or 5,000 yards. So it ain't him. See, sometimes you got to look at who's the problem. You know, and I don't think Tannehill was a problem down there, and he's showing you that because he almost led Tennessee to the Super Bowl last year. He was one game away from the Super Bowl, and Miami hasn't gotten a win yet. You know what I'm saying? So you got to sometimes look in the mirror and look at yourself. Uh, I think they they match up with us uh, as far as offensively and defensively. We know they can run the football. They have a problem. They have a problem stopping the run. Okay, kind of like us too. So hopefully Motor could get going, and I don't know if Zach Moss is going to be available. Hopefully he can play. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel good about the game as far as preparation. Um, the fact they have a practice, we should go in there and win easily. Once again, the line is seven points. I would definitely take us, man, because I think we're prepared. Well, they have, as I said, 10 players on the reserve COVID-19 list, and that includes uh, starting receiver Corey Davis. Uh, but it's got to be incredibly difficult to overcome that number of players who are removed from the roster in addition to whatever injuries you happen to have along the way. So they're playing, they're playing with, they're playing shorthanded here. Right. Uh, but like you said, their running game, this is the part where I get nervous. Derek Henry is averaging 106 yards on the ground per game. Now, it's only 3.9 yards per carry, but that tells you about their dedication to the run. They're handing him the ball 25 times a game and saying, get it done. And also, the book is out on the Bills' defense. The other offensive coordinators in the league, after seeing the first four games of the season, the other offensive coordinators know that the Achilles heel of the Bills' defense is is the outside zone runs. They're having a hard time flowing to those and staying strong at the point of attack. Now, Ryan Tannehill, you were saying that he looks pretty good. Do you think that the issue with him in Miami was Adam Gase? I mean, Adam Gase is in the process of ruining Sam Darnold's career right now. Is that what happened to Tannehill? I think so, man. And like I said, those guys in the morning show, Howard and Jeremy, they were saying they Callers was calling in asking what should Tennessee uh, penalty be for being negligent, not following the rules. And one of the callers said that Adam Gates would be their next coach. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. But yeah, man, I mean, once again, man, the pro sports, man, organizations win championships. That's why 
Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys, they got like all the championships. The San Francisco 49ers, it's organizations. And that's one thing I can say with Brandon Bean and McDermott, I feel like our organization is stable. Okay. And so, yes, I think that they were the problem and not Tannehill. You can't throw for 5,000 yards and look that prolific and you, you're the problem. You know, it's kind of sure. like Dak Prescott in Dallas right now. He's the NFL lean passer. He looks wonderful, but your defense gave up 49 points against Cleveland last week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and not to interrupt a quick thought, though, what about the Raiders knocking off the Chiefs just now? Just end 40 to 32. Mahomes go down at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. What about that? Well, let's go Bills, and maybe we're even talking about home field advantage in the playoffs. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here because we're just beginning the second quarter of the season, but Raiders, that makes me feel a lot better about that win against Las Vegas. Does it you? It makes me feel very good because people are going to say, oh, the Rams ain't that good, the Raiders ain't that good. And I'm like, well, they look pretty good to me, and they're knocking off good teams. So that's good for us. The only thing that scares me is I wish, I kind of wish they were go- uh, the Chiefs were undefeated going into Monday night. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Now they're not going to be up on upset alert. Now they're going to be ready. They're going to be focused this week with an extra day or two of preparation that we won't be privy to. So that kind of right. worries me. And and that's going to hurt actually that's going to hurt the Bills the next 2 weeks in that they're going to be playing on short weeks after this game against the Titans. Right. Which doesn't help. Now, going back to Ryan Tannehill, the guy's pretty good. I mean, can we agree on that? He's very efficient. Yes. In fact, his stats this year, 6 touchdowns, 1 interception. He has a QBR of 105.8 and he's averaging 269, 270 yards per game. The dude is getting it done on offense and he's protecting the ball. This could be the kind of game, as you mentioned, the Tennessee defense being bad against the run. This could be one of those games that ends in like two and a half hours if both teams dedicate themselves to running the ball and the clock will just keep tick, tick, ticking down. I agree, man. And another stat on that I saw on NFL uh, pregame show this morning that Ryan uh, Tannehill and Josh Allen are two of the league leaders going into week five when it comes to play action pass yardage. So a lot of that stuff is set up off the run. And so that's why I'm saying we are quite comparable to the Titans. I just don't know what they're going to look like with them not practicing in so long. You don't know. Are they going to be rusty or are they going to be rested up and coming out, you know, coming out flying? I would think they're going to be rusty. Once again, I'm a Notre Dame fan and and I know a lot of Bills fans follow Notre Dame. I was watching the Florida State game last night and Florida State, who almost lost to Jacksonville State last week. They were hanging in with the uh, Irish uh, all the way into halftime, and I knew that was going to happen. They were rusty. We uh, Notre Dame has a play in three weeks, all right? So if you don't get to practice and you don't get your timing down, I, I think that – and then you got to face a good team like the Bills. I mean, yeah, you could look at it like, oh, you're rested up. Yeah, that's true, but I feel like your time is going to be off. So I think we need to hit them hard and hit them fast and jump up on them and put down in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Early on in the game. You want to do that because you want to marginalize Derrick Henry. Now, the Bills have a couple of defensive injuries. 
you've got Levi Wallace and Matt Milano who are, have been ruled out for this game. That concerns me, especially with the matchup against Tennessee's tight end, Janu Smith. I frankly, Milano is a beast in coverage and nobody else on the roster can quite do what he does when it comes to covering tight ends and backs out of the backfield. He even lines up against slot receivers once in a while, which is absolutely insane for a linebacker to be able to do. And he does it. This concerns me. What are your concerns? No, no, I totally agree. Uh, Josh Norman coming to play in the way he played last week, that kind of mitigates the... uh, Levi Wallace, I would say, but yes, we're a different defense without having Milano in there. And a lot of people were calling in this week. A lot of people were talking about on Twitter. Can you give Matt Milano the kind of money that his ability, his production uh, warrants, or is he a type of person who, once we get, we talked about it in the summertime, the best ability is availability. And so it, it just feels like he's always hurt. So, yes, without Milano, we're a whole different defense. But I have faith in McDermott and uh, Leslie Frazier that we could do things to mask it and uh, and cover that, that position up. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tall task. But once again, you ain't practicing two weeks. You got to win this game. So with the strange beginning to this season, with with a shorter preseason, do we think that some of the injuries that we're seeing around the NFL right now are as a result of training regimens being somewhat truncated and the players being left to train by themselves for a larger portion of the offseason than normal? Or do you think that this is just an example of Matt Milano has a hard time staying healthy? Last year, he played the entire season. The year before, he broke his ankle on a fluke play and you know, prior to that, he did have some muscle injuries. He had shoulder, he had hamstring issues going on. Is he one of those players whose body is going to betray him going forward? Or do you think that there's a possibility that, like I said, the strange setup to the season may be influencing that? Usually people don't get more healthy as they get older. Good point. Um, I mean, it's just like regular life. I mean, I, I wake up, I'm 47 years old, and I wake up sore all the time. And I feel like I just played a football game yesterday, and I didn't do nothing but watch football and drink Tito's. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that it's fluid with him, but what I think the issue is, is do you want to pay him? That's the question. Right. You see what I'm saying? Do you want to give a guy who has injury history and his first couple of years, Do you are you going to depend on him to be healthy for you for the next four or five years of that contract? And so usually you would say, eh, no. But then it's like you got to pay market value because if you don't pay him, maybe somebody else will. That's going to be Brandon Bean's job to decipher that. But one thing I can say is I like Bean as a GM, so whatever he decides to do, I'm cool with it. If we don't pay him, I feel comfortable and he's going to bring someone in that's comparable or we will draft somebody. Well, I would hope so. But, you know, there were some glaring weaknesses on the roster coming into the season that weren't necessarily addressed. And sometimes that's due to opportunity. You know, sometimes you have the, the best laid plans, but you just can't take action on them. And that's it, it's not always within your control. So 
we'll see. I, I agree with you. If Bean decides that they got to let him go, they probably have good reason for that. Because uh, you're right. People don't get healthier as they get older. But now let's let's switch to the other side of the ball. The Buffalo Bills offense versus the Tennessee defense. Now, this has got to be the game where Devin Singletary gets going. The Tennessee defense is allowing 5.8 yards per carry, which is by far the worst in the NFL, and 166 yards rushing per game. Come on. You've got to hand the ball off against them, right? I would think so. I would think that this would be the game that motor gets going, man. And and uh and then you gotta look at it. if it's like if this is a game he can't get going, it's like what where do you look at the schedule where he would get going? You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know if he's gonna get twenty five carries either because of how well Josh Allen is playing. You know what I'm saying? So Yes, I agree with you. I want to see Mortar have 100 yards. I would love to see Moss have about 60, 70 yards. We just put up like 200 yards rushing. And then speaking of rushing, man, it's like, I don't know. Is is, is uh, Sean McDermott listening to the fans? I mean, after week one, I feel like Josh Allen hasn't ran any after that. Like I And I said it. I feel like he ran too much week one where I didn't think he necessarily had to. But then it's like ever since then, it was times where I could see him scrambling for a first down and he decided to stay in the pocket. So I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing him get a couple of yards, two on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily the side power runs, but maybe scrambles and stuff to move the chains and keep the chains moving. I don't know if McDermott listens to the fans specifically, but I know he and Brandon Bean do listen to our show. Um, he's DM'd me on Twitter a couple of times, and you know I've I've shared them with you. So uh, all you listeners out there know that uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are fans of this here podcast. Are you? You must have been drinking the Tito's today. Yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> 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 oh man um so the titans are also giving up a passer rating allowed of 99.4 and 256 yards passing per game this is not a good defense this is not what i expected from a mike variable defense including one that has added Jadavian Clowney to the team expecting him to be the missing piece there. I agree, man. They, they Like I said, we're kind of comparable, man, and especially without Milano. It's like what and what, you know what I'm saying? So, um, But once again, man, we're only four or five games in. It's a long season. People are going to get worse. People are going to get better. Things are going to even out towards the median. So, I don't. I know what uh, Vrabel is. I feel like he's a great coach. They have a great organization. They're going to figure it out. Um, and supposed, especially with Clowney bringing him in, paying him that kind of money, I think that they are going to get better. Let's just hope we could get a win and they get better after Tuesday. You hope that. And, you know, we beat them up in the playoffs too because I've got a feeling that this will not be the last time we hear from the Tennessee Titans this year. Probably. So with the defense the way it is, I know we got to run the ball, that being the Titans' defense. What else do you want to see from the Bills' offense? 
I want to see Josh Allen continue his maceration, man. I mean, if he puts up another great game, we beat Tennessee, even when we have the advantage, then it's going to be more rumblings for him for MVP. All right? Now that Mahomes lost, we, we want to keep the momentum going. Going into the Kansas City game, if he outdo Mahomes, you could call him the front runner. You know what I'm saying? So I would mm-hmm. like to see him have a good game. I would like to see uh, – once again, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry, but I feel like our defense has been a bid but don't break type defense all year. So I just want to see him play a clean game, and uh, and he bests uh, Teddy Hill, man. I don't want to see Teddy Hill come out after not practicing and be able to look good against us. Then that'll be kind of, I'm not going to say crippling, but that'll be disappointing. But once again, I look at the season as a totality. If for some reason we were to drop this game, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'll just turn. I'll just turn to the Monday night game, and I will enjoy us being at prime time, not just on Thursday night, because I feel like the Thursday nights is the JV game. Sure is. No, dude, we're ready for prime time. That's like Sunday. Like the uh, the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys are about to play the Giants on uh, on the four o'clock national game. That is a travesty, dude. Are you kidding me? They have one win between both of them. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. feel like when you're doing the national games, you got to put the best product out. They should have been flexed their game out. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see us come out there and look like one of the best teams in the NFL with the whole world watching. Well, at least the East Coast, the people who are off work, the West Coast will still be at work. It'll be 2 o'clock their time. So I want to see the whole this side of the country watching us and we outdo the Kansas City Chiefs, especially now since we see the chink in the armor and they look vulnerable. They do. They don't look like the same team they did last year, but they're still awfully good. And we'll get to that next week. But it's very interesting because the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Now, a lot of times you see a team go to the Super Bowl and then drop to, you know, uh, seven wins or even fewer than that the following season. That's not going to happen with the Chiefs. They just have too much talent there. But there is a little bit of that hangover potentially happening, and I hope it continues when the Bills play them. Now, I have a question for you that kind of goes back to a prior part of our conversation here, which is, have you as a player ever had your schedule messed with and obviously nothing is going to be quite the same as the Bills' schedule getting messed up this week because we've never had anything like COVID before. But have you ever been in a situation where games are moved around? Yes, we have. I mean, when it's bad weather, lightning and stuff, they might reschedule a game. Um, once again, I've we've never – I mean, our country has never seen anything like COVID. Um, so nothing to this extent. But, yeah, games get – uh, moved around and so therefore you got to adjust your schedule uh, and that's where coaching comes man when you got good leaders and once again organization wise then they could they're able to offset that you see what i'm saying so good organizations could deal with that bad organization and bad coaching they won't be able to so that's going to let me know, are we prepared? Have we been doing the right thing? Going back to Notre Dame last week, we haven't played in three weeks, but Brian Kelly said, you know, hey, we've been scrimmaging, we've been doing this, that, and the other, trying to stay tight so we don't be rusty. And I, and once again, I feel like Leslie Frazier is a good coach. I feel like McDermott is a good coach, and, and Dable is doing a wonderful job this year. I think we'll be able to offset that. But, yeah, as a player, we have. We have rescheduled games, and we just try to adjust our schedule 
and, uh, and, and be ready to play when our numbers call. So what kinds of things do you think that Sean McDermott and his staff can be doing in order to keep the players' heads in the game? Because I have to be honest here. Our podcasting schedule has been moved around because of the the Bills' game schedule, and it has actually messed me up a little bit. I'm a person who needs to be a little bit regimented. My ADD takes me all over the place. So if I'm not, you know, if if I'm not scheduled in stick to that schedule, I kind of, I find myself distracted with life in general and I don't function well. And I would imagine that me as a player would have a very hard time doing with, well, with the game, what has been done. There's been questions. What day is it happening? Is it going to happen at all? It's got to mess with your emotions. So how can the coaching staff keep their heads in the game? You're a lot like my wife. My wife needs schedules. She needs resume, uh, regiments. And I'm the total opposite. All right. I feel like um, one of my best traits besides my rugged good looks. And boy, do you have those in spades. <laughs> is the fact that I have a very short memory and I'm able to adjust on the fly. So to me, the change of schedule, it doesn't bother me too much at all. Like I said, even with us this morning, we were going to record at 11 o'clock. I was like, hey, let's wait and see what comes down the pipe. Now we're doing it at 4 or 5 o'clock East Coast time. That was just, okay, hey, look here, coach. I can't make practice. I got to do my podcast. I didn't think two things about it. So I'm able to adjust on the fly. And if you have people like you who are regimented, they need, you know, they eat the same thing every morning. They need this. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they need itineraries. Like my wife is the type of person when we go on vacation, she needs an itinerary. So I create an itinerary for her. where me. I mean, hey, I drink my Tito's. I might not wake up the next day to two o'clock. So now the itinerary is out the window. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. So <laughs> to be fair, I'm not just I'm, I'm not rigid. Um, it's just being ADD that if things start moving around, I have a hard time keeping keeping myself focused on the things I need to do. One of the reasons I I don't have a job where I'm required to work um, a a schedule that that varies from week to week. I I need to sort of have some consistency in my life. Like you and I, we pretty much record the same night every week. That helps me because then I can schedule other things around that. But traveling, I I don't go anywhere with with an itinerary. I, I get there and I start asking around, hey, what's fun to do? I have no problem doing that stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Because my wife, we're like when we went to Europe five years ago, man. She, we had our itinerary, and so she goes on. Look, all right, where are we supposed to be doing? She tells me what we need to do. Okay, we plan it out day by day. Like every, I ain't gonna say every hour on the hour, but yeah, every couple of hours we know what we're gonna do. That's you my see what I'm saying. So yep. that helps her, and and I have no problem with it. I go along with it because I want her to be happy. Because in turn, I'm happy. All right. But, sure. but Chris Newton, I, I could just go with the fly and have a good time regardless, man. Once once again, once as long as I have a cold one, I could just, you know, I could just go with it, man. What, though, are the kinds of things that a coaching staff can do to help the players stay mentally prepared despite the fact that the game schedule has been adjusted and has even been in doubt from time to time? Well, when they meet, 
Okay, what you're going to have is you're going to have contingency plans. If this if this happens, then we need to do this, this, and this. Like, okay, let's take the game. The, I'm sure the last two days, they didn't even know if we were going to play on Tuesday, right? So they need to have contingency. And then if they have to have the game plan ready, right, for the Kansas City Chiefs game in case we played on that Thursday. Because the last 48 hours, they didn't even know if we gonna, when we were going to play the Chiefs. So I'm sure that they worked diligently this week to have game plans for the Titans and the Chiefs. In case that we don't play the Titans, we play the Chiefs on uh, Thursday. The game got moved back now a couple of days. Now you could put that away and you just worry about the tit- uh, Titans. So it all goes, it kind of goes back to what I'm saying about me and my low life. You guys got a plan, that's all, and have contingencies. Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, we pray that Sean McDermott is doing exactly that. But I have to think a guy like him who seems to be such a planner, he's got to be prepared for pretty much anything. And the one thing that I feel he's done very well as head coach has been the psychological side of things. I feel like he has been very good at keeping his players motivated and their heads in the game, no matter what the situation. And that is a far cry from the previous coaching staff when, with the Rex Ryan teams. You never knew what you were going to end up with. There, there were games when it's like the Bills never even got off the team bus. They, they, they were there physically, but definitely not mentally. And that's not a shock coming from you know Rex Ryan-led team. But now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If you had to make a prediction of Tuesday's game, what do you think the score is going to be? 28-14. 28-14, I feel like we'll win by two touchdowns. I and, and I and I hate to do this. Usually I wouldn't do this, but because I love Bills Mafia and you know how much I love you, Jamie D, I do it. I just feel like I never make predictions because I think the sports guys are just going to come down on me just because I was talking trash. It's kind of like, once again, last night, the Notre Dame game, I knew we were going to run away with that game. But then everybody was calling me once we started turning the ball over. It was 17-14. Everybody talking trash. And I was like, okay, let me put my phone down because this ain't what Newt usually do. So usually I don't make predictions. And then once I put my phone down, that's when we ran away with the game. So I usually don't make predictions. I don't want to put my foot in the mouth, but because I love you all, I will do it. I think we'll run away with this 28-14. Okay. I'm looking at a closer game and a higher scoring game. I think we are looking at 35-33 Buffalo. Okay. Shootout-esque, but not quite. But I that. I'm taking, I don't know what the over-under is, but I'm taking the over in this game because I, I think that there's not going to be a lot of defense played. Now, hopefully the second half of the Raiders game is what we see the Buffalo Bills doing on Tuesday night, praying, hoping that that game gets played because I'd rather see the game than not see the game. But more than anything, I want the players to be safe and to stay COVID free. Now, let me ask you a question, a little easier than the one you gave me. Sure. Would you rather, would you rather see the Bills, if, if the sports guy said, Jamie, you can see your Bills Tuesday, but you lose, or you forfeit the game and you get a win and you can't see them until the Chiefs next Monday, which one would you take? Oh, i take the forfeit, with undoubtedly. The with the win. Forfeit and the win. Ab- okay. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I would far prefer to be in a in a better position record wise. To me, there's there's no benefit to losing a game, and of course, I'd want to watch the game. You know, but we spent an entire off season without having games on TV. So, I mean, I, I'd be fine with it. Um, I don't think that there would be a forfeit. I think that they will find a way to play the game no matter what. It'll probably be tacked on to the end of the season because the players don't get paid if they don't play. And you're looking at at least one team, the Titans, who wouldn't get paid. And you know that the players union is not going to allow that. That's fair. I understand. But, you know, this week it was a lot of people saying that they'd rather see their team lose just to see them play. That's how much they look forward to watching the Bills. So, I mean, I see it both ways. But, yes, I totally agree. I want to win. I don't care. The playoffs could start today for me. If they said, well, you're the undefeated team, you'll be the one seed, I'd like start the playoffs today. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> start the playoffs today. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my football Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. I love watching my Bills. I love all the pageantry and all the pre and post game with everybody, uh, but yeah, if they said we could start the playoffs today, we could have the one seed, I would fast forward to January and we could start the playoffs tomorrow. So, Oh man, I, I would too, because like the players, we are after the Super Bowl victory. You know, the, the process of getting there, of course, that's fun and entertaining, but I just want the Super Bowl win. Boom. <laughs> right. I totally agree, man. That's, that's where I am, man. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think this was a a very interesting conversation during a very interesting time. We'll see if that game gets gets played. One one final question before we wrap up here. If you had to put odds of the game happening, what do you think they are? As of Sunday, even five o'clock, with everything else that came down the pipe. With all the other games being rescheduled, I would say that this is going to probably be a a 85% chance that we play. Once again, I don't know what's going to happen as far as tomorrow. If they get an outbreak or something, and maybe they can shut it down. But I would imagine if we play Tuesday, uh, I would say 85%. I'm, I'm going to bring mine a little lower to 75% because you just don't know if another positive test is going to pop up tomorrow morning. And I know that the bills are going to be waiting before they get on the plane to find out if that positive test comes through, because you know, the players don't want to leave their own beds if they don't have to. So I, I think that I think we're going to see the game just like you do. And I'm not opposed to it as long as everybody's safe. Speaking of being safe, We hope all of you listeners out there stay safe. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Newt. We're Jamie D and Big Newt. We will be coming back to you next week because it's what we do around here. Big Newt, give me a song. Wear a mask, America, so we can get over this. And most importantly, hey, hey, hey.